Welcome to Full Stack Business Owner. Today, we're talking about the latest news and how it's important for Australian business owners. And yes, Charlie, I am dedicated to this and I've got half a voice. So I'll be drinking tea throughout the entire thing. But if you are not already subscribed, make sure that you're on the newsletter. This newsletter is designed to enhance your full stack of skills to build wealth inside and outside of your business. Just head over to fullstackbusinessowner.com forward slash newsletter and go and subscribe. Now, before we get started, let's cue your infamous disclaimer. Charlie here from Full Stack Business Owner. I need to let you know that Grant, myself, and the Full Stack Business Owner team are in no way, shape, or form qualified to give you financial advice or pick investment products. We highly encourage you seek out and engage the use of professionals when making financial decisions or comparing investment products. All right, Charlie, I'm pushing through this. Another interest rate rise. So we've recently had one from 0.1% cash rate to 0.35, up 0.25%. And as of the start of June, the Reserve Bank of Australia has again raised it. It's gone up another 0.5%, making it 0.85%. And interestingly enough, they're suggesting that there's more to come. And uh, Westpac has already announced that they're going to pass this straight on to their consumers, which means that if you've got a half a million dollar mortgage, you're going to be paying an extra 200 bucks a month. The in- economy is actually still trying to fight off this inflation. What is going on? It's so fascinating, right? We got, first off, we have to call this podcast the sexy edition. <laughs> the, the this voice. is the sexy edition. I, uh, I've been quite unwell and I'm sure there'll be some coughing and spluttering throughout this episode and then uh, your voice has occurred over the <sighs> last few days. So. Great. Well, you know, like there's this whole notion of like are you interested or are you committed, Grant? And uh, I think, yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of business owners, you know, they get up every day when they're not, or not every day, but often will get up when they are unwell or when things aren't perfect and they have to push through. Just a fun fact before we got into this, when I was an employee, I managed to take 10 sick days per year, the exact amount I got paid for. Perfect. I never had a sick day when I was a business owner. Like, don't you find that miraculous? <laughs> somehow, somehow you just push through it. Fascinating. Who would have thought? Fascinating. Who would have thought? <laughs> All right. So th- this is a really interesting topic. I am um, fascinated by this. I must say I've been watching it uh, really, really intently because it has a massive effect on businesses, on wealth creation, and then also just like general households. Heaps. So, yeah. So it's dominating the news as well. So um, I- I've discussed this in one of our recent like emails as well and newsletters about the roles interest rates actually ro- uh, fulfill within our economy. But the thing I-, I will just come back to here is that the Reserve Bank has a-, a very real challenge on its hand. So the cost of living and inflation is going through the roof due to a whole bunch of factors. And then they've also got all this stimulus in the economy that's working its way through and like this spiral is getting out of control. Huge. It really is. Yep. So what happens when inflation gets out of control is the lever they like to pull or when they perceive inflation is uh, getting out of control is they raise interest rates to destroy demand. That's what the whole purpose of raising interest rates is. It's not that interest rates solve uh, the issues overseas or solve supply chain uh, challenges. What it actually does is make us uh, spend less. So, for example, if you've got a mortgage and interest rates go up, you're now paying for that mortgage instead of maybe going out for dinner. Yep. 
So it's a behavioural change that's really, really noticed an impact. The thing I'm really surprised by here is just how quickly they've done this and how uh, on the front foot of communicating that there's more to come. Like they're actually intentionally trying to create fear in the economy and also like back up with these big rates to come through. So, I mean, it's just fascinating overall. So I I wanted to ask you a question though. Were you surprised that they pushed it up 0.5? I was. I was looking at like a 0.25 again um, because I I knew that they were going to announce it quite quickly. And so I said, great, if you're going to announce it quite quickly and you are going to repeatedly do that, 0.25 makes sense. It seems to be uh, absorbable by most people, most households, et cetera. But it also creates this almost preparedness, if you will, where people go, cool, I know what this is going to look like. It's going to be across a couple of months or across six months, 12 months of me going and incre- having this increase by maybe a percent overall. But for them to go 0.25 and then 0.5, maybe it is that they're going to slow down on the other side. But I was, I was shocked. I was shocked. What about you? So, that, so that's the intent, right? So I think they set this expectation that it was going to be like 0.25. Mm-hmm. And then it's called, you know what, like we want to actually like, uh, what do they call it, jawbone or jar people. Jar it's people. like, wow, they're serious about this. So I, I was caught off as well. So the next question I want to ask you is, has it affected you in any way, like from spending or thinking or planning or anything like that? Yeah, so from a personal wealth perspective, no. Like uh, I'm more aware of potential opportunities that might come out of this. Like the housing market will slow down, which means the potential for me buying an investment property probably opens up a bit more. I'm probably more of a, a aware to what impacts it might have on the property market for people getting into the property market or sort of changing their houses. But for my day-to-day spending, no, like this, this won't have an impact. I'm very fortunate enough that I make enough through business that like this, this could be absorbed through the money that I have, albeit I'm looking at potential employees and the labor market and going, oh, if I was an employee, I feel as though this would actually impact me more. So I feel like I am isolated in this though. Like I am probably one of a very few people or business owners might be in that camp where if I was an employee, I'd be very much more worried about this. Yeah. I, right, so uh, to reverse that one here though, I will say that it's like it has had an effect on me. So you are unique, right? I would say you're in general a bit unique. Some might call you special. <laughs> My mum thinks I'm special. <laughs> Okay, so like I, I don't have a mortgage on my own home. So like I, I don't uh, necessarily feel like interest rates don't affect like my personal mortgage where I realise everyone else will have that. But I do have more than like $4 million debt on investment properties and a 0.5 uh, interest rate increase is like to be over 20 grand a year now that I have to uh, come up with. And that did jar me, as I said. So like emotionally I felt this even though logically I've made moves I'm quite happy with. Yeah. So I definitely felt it on a personal level from there. But the interesting thing is in the communication, this is the one where it's really made me kind of think about it. So the rate rise has come and like I've emotionally been hit. The second thing is, is I just keep seeing doom and gloom stuff. It doesn't matter if I'm on YouTube or on the news or like the ads. It's like I see like the economy's over all this. So like the news cycle is pushing negativity at me, rightly or wrongly. Yep. But thirdly, I've actually had several business owners that I like work with regularly, they're actually like becoming defensive. So I'm like, wow, this is all really happening around me. And these are the things we're like bringing it back to business owners here is that if this rate rise causes business owners to uh, delay their growth plans, delay hiring, 
uh, suddenly they don't have as many people coming into the, like their businesses. I think we could see a bit of an impact here. I really do. But do you, do you think that that is like a knee-jerk reaction? Because I always look at things, right? Like so when I see a news article that's like, bam, like 0.5% increase in interest rates and the banks are passing this off and I'll, I'll always have that knee-jerk of going, ah, oh, man, I hate that. That's terrible. And then when the logic kicks in of going, okay, well, that probably means that my rental income for the property is going to go up. The value of my properties are going to go up. And great, over a period of time, it's probably not going to be that bad. It's going to be absorbed anyway. Do you see a lot of people that you're talking to sort of absorbing that, like for the business owners, after they go through that initial knee-jerk reaction? I would like to think they are, but I don't think that's the case. I think there's a lot of emotional reaction. Like Mm. I think the quick rate rise and the way the new cycle is working, like I think we actually have behavioural change. I think the RBA is like getting their intended result. I think we're going to see demand destruction. And it's interesting because the second question I'm going to put on the back of that is like you were mentioning how people are now sort of delaying growth plans, delaying recruitment, delaying all of these things. Do you think that that's just a short term? Do you think after two months, three months, or when the RBA either stops increasing rate rises or or otherwise, that's when they build their confidence? Or do you think it's just a knee-jerk reaction? And when they stop and think, they go, okay, you know what? I I can employ somebody else. I can go for a bit of growth, et cetera. Depends on what they do next, right? So let's say the RBA uh, doesn't do any more. The next meeting comes and they don't do any more raises or anything like that. It's like, maybe we brush this off and go back to business as usual. But if next month comes around and they do another raise and another and another and mm. like they keep going in the way they're suggesting, I think that there's a very real chance they push the economy into a recession. Do I you think that's what's going to happen? Yes. Yeah. You and I are very similar. And it's interesting because I, I know you and I talk about this a lot around, well, how would I play this? Like if I was a business owner right now, we've mentioned this quite a few different times, right? I'm going to be looking at how can I rely less on wages? Like how, how can I – change my business model or adjust how I deliver what I deliver or do whatever I do in order to uh, sort of decrease that necessary labor that I have. And we talked about that great example of the dental practice that had the person in the Philippines on a computer up on the desk, right? Yeah, which was awesome. Which was great. Um, The other one is, uh, which I thought was quite interesting, is relying less on rents. So if you're a face-to-face business, do you need the same size place that you're in currently? Uh, Are you coming up for a new lease? Can you move? Can you negotiate? Can you do all of these things? But from your business model, how can you potentially be less reliant on that that sort of expenditure, if you will, in your business? Um, but also one other point that I just literally finished up a board meeting where we're talking about how can we actually decrease any loans on the business? And so we're actually looking at converting loans that people have put into the business into equity as a way to decrease this debt on the business without sort of having a bigger impact because we know that this is going to go through quite a little bit more of a change, right? The interest rates will probably go up. A recession might hit. So trying to get that debt off the balance sheet is really important for us. And the way that we're looking at trying to potentially do this is converting debt into equity as just a creative way. See, see you lied. You absolutely lied. This, you're now a liar on this podcast. You said it hasn't changed any behaviours for, for you. <laughs> for, for me personally, like my day uh, and I, I'm still going to get my takeaway last and I'm still going to do all that kind of fun stuff. However, in the businesses that I operate with, it is, it is just being attacked a slightly different way. Yeah, but think about this at scale, right? That's just another business. 
right? I, I do wonder how many businesses are all out there doing similar things right now, like how much demand destruction has been created here. So I, I just want to articulate a point because I don't want people to think I'm doom and glooming and there's a recession coming and all the rest of it. I don't I don't actually think that at all. Um, well, I do kind of, but I'll explain this. What I think is going to happen is uh, globally they're going to put rates up and the Fed's going to raise things and we're going to have a bumpy period. Yep. I ultimately think they're going to go too far and then change their tune. I don't know when this is going to happen. Um, I don't know what the signals of that will be, but I suspect what's going to happen as rates rise and they destroy demand in the economy, they're going to slow it down too much and then they're going to go back to cutting rates. So I don't see this as a long-term thing we're going to have to deal with. I actually see this as a short-term window. Now, what I think is important here for business owners to understand is the idea that you've got to be set up and have enough buffers and your risk at the right level to make it through these times. Like you've got to have things in place to do that. And the ones that don't, it really, really concerns me. Now much to yourself is like when these uh, short-term things, I'm going to call them short to medium come up, it's actually the opportunity. So suddenly uh, things that, you know, if the property market cools, that might be your time to buy property. Or like we know the, and again, this is not financial advice, but the share market's copped a beating in these rate rises. Yep. This might be the opportunity to buy shares if you're paying attention or if you understand that world or whatever it is. So I think it's going to be really interesting. What I would love to voice is the important thing here is being positioned well. Like you always want to make sure you're positioned well. Like, and I love this quote, how you run your business in the good times will be um, shown in the bad times. Yep. What is it? You can see who's not wearing bathers when the tide goes out. Yeah, and the tide's going out a little bit. I mean, it might come back in, but I think we're going to see who's exposed at the moment. <laughs> That's exactly right. And uh, I love that point because having the cash reserves to go and sort of pounce on these opportunities is, is critical. You know what's interesting? I was thinking about this uh, like literally yesterday. I'm like, there might not actually be these unique opportunities that show themselves. However, at least I'm positioned if I necessarily want to jump on something. Right to your point, like this might be the sort of the case and point for the next couple of months. Like, cool, the RBA might continue increasing interest rates, and then some opportunities may or may not show themselves, and it might go back to normality. Am I going to be upset? No. <laughs> Am I going to be stressed? No, because I was aware of what's coming. And so, having cash reserves just in general for these types of things, I think, is just such a great sort of point for wealth creation. Um, and sort of just bringing it back to sort of the business owners as well. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think that business owners should prepare for less demand on their products unless it's like a necessary, like obviously electricity is like a necessary, but I doubt too many people have their own power plant and renewable energy plants and stuff like that. But with a, uh, like an economy potentially going through a recession, the spending is going to decrease. Everyone's going to sort of just batten down the hatches. Do you think that business owners should like prepare for that? Yeah, so this is my views on this. I think uh, business owners who haven't been paying attention to their margin or have been relying on a continuous cycle of growth to make things work, they're going to see some pain and potentially some wipeouts. I think the business owners that have been diligent with their risk and also had buffers in place, like you're actually going to absorb uh, and potentially actually benefit from other players who have taken on too much risk out of the market. So I think that's a very real thing that's going to happen. And it's part of the cycle, right? It does happen. I think the same is going to be true on the investing side as well. Investors that have taken on way too much debt or constantly like thinking that things can never uh, slow down is like as these – can you imagine being like 100% loans right now? Yeah, 95% loans, like – 
Yeah, like you are going to be feeling real pain right now as these rate rises come through and like that's going to potentially have you sell in an environment where you don't want to be selling, right? So they're the ones that I think are going to be particularly hit by this. I actually like, again, coming in as the optimist is like this should be the time when you're like, great, these poorly run businesses that don't have the margin who have been too aggressively like bloating their staff, haven't been diligent with how they run their books or having reserves in place, like this is my time to actually take market share from them. Yep. So that's how I'm thinking about it. What about you? Yeah, very similar. Uh, I kept going back to like debt. Like a lot of people went and took debt over the pandemic period um, or to sort of ramp themselves up after the pandemic sort of came in to say, hey, now everyone's back to normality. How do I go and ramp up? Especially sort of face-to-face physical places. And so to mimic everything you've said, I completely agree. The final point that I'll just add on to the back is like that that loans, like that the, any whether it's a business loan, a credit card loan, a PAYG loan, or whatever you have taken, just note that that's going to really impact you from interest rates increases, but also from the liability that you need to keep paying that off every single month, right? So as demand for your products decreases, obviously revenue will potentially decrease at the same time, and the cost of your debt will continue to rise. Like it's just really quite, quite challenging, and that's applicable to business as well as uh, personal wealth. Um, but it, it, come, it always comes back to the business fundamentals, right? If you're profitable and you provide something that everybody needs and wants, you're going to weather the storm quite well. Do you, do you not feel particularly bad for like, I must say when I was thinking about this topic, um, restaurant owners oh, and cafes, uh, ho- cafes hospitality, yep. and like uh, we'll call it tourism. Yep. It's like you've had a horrible time in the last few years just dealing with everything else that's going on. And for uh, to enter this environment now, it's like these are the areas that get cut first. Yep. So if people suddenly have rates go up, it's like the things they stop doing is going on holidays, going, going out, out for dinner. Eat. Yeah. So I just look at this and I'm just like, I feel particularly bad if someone's in hospitality, restaurants, tourism. It's like you guys stand and I would probably encourage you. You are the ones that probably need to be ready for like a lack of demand. Like mm-hmm. you are the ones that need to be backstopping this and maybe even questioning if this is an industry you want to be in. Yeah. Just because of that long-term viability. They've been smashed. All right, I'm going to continue this one on to the second the second question. Well, actually, no, I'm not going to even make this a question, Charlie. So, so this is a topic, isn't it? I was it? going to say, it's, it's more of a topic. So like Australia's energy crisis. Now, there's quite a bit to unpack here, um, but I, I, I am going to start on this. Currently, electricity across Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland, most of Australia, on average is supplied by about 65% by coal power plants, right? Just, just to sort of put a, a key reference there. Uh there is a huge cold Arctic front slamming Australia right now, hence why you're in a beanie, hence my, why my voice is completely shot because everyone's got a flu, it is freezing cold, it is crazy. I was just going for style points, to be honest. I'm not actually <laughs> that cold. You're right. No. <laughs> yeah. um, but the, the cold weather has increased the demand for electricity, especially with people working at home. Like there's not one big air conditioner that's supporting 100 people in an office. Like everyone has 100 different air conditioners at 100 different spots, so demand has increased. Uh, the, the thing that has become a bit more of an epiphany is that renewables hasn't really been able to support this huge increase in demand, meaning that we've had to lean back on coal and gas quite a bit. However, Australia has already signed contracts with other countries who don't want to buy from like Russia due to sort of the whole war that's going on, which means that we can't back out of any of these contracts. So we're actually exporting more of our gas as well as more of our coal and we can't pull that back like that the cat's out of the bag per se like we can't pull that back without them getting very upset at us um 
I've read multiple different sources that say a whole heap of different things, but wholesale costs of coal has tripled, wholesale costs of for gas has doubled. And depending on your consumption for a family, you might actually expect to pay an extra 200 bucks more than you do now, especially throughout the winter. So for people who are in this space, and by the way, I've also found out that commercial property or commercial businesses that rely a lot on electricity to produce stuff like manufacturing, et cetera, have been significantly hit where they haven't even been able to produce what they typically would produce due to the electricity costs, where it's actually costing them more to produce stuff. Like talk about just another thing that keeps increasing our costs, Charlie. Like how do we start interpreting this? Like where to from here? Is this even going to be solved at all? In the short term? No. I actually, uh, so my, my view on this is I think for the next five years is that electricity costs just keep going up or power costs or heating costs. Like the cost of energy I think goes up continually for the next five years and then starts to go into a bit of a decline as uh, renewables renewables and green solutions come on board. This is one of those ones where um, I find this topic so, so fascinating where it's like Australia, we kind of think of like, you know, what do we export a lot of? People say like, I know. It's like it's uh, not necessarily do we think about like the coal and gas. So uh, as a whole, I thought this was fascinating as well. We actually export twice as much gas as we consume. Yep. So we're, we're 2.5 of, times to be exact. Yep. Yeah. We're one of the big producers here and we have signed terrible deals. <laughs> terrible. Whoever did these deal structures, honestly, I feel like someone come in with a hangover and just signed something without really reading it. But it's like we're actually uh, – we pay whatever the retail rate is um, on this gas and energy supply as well. So this is why we're all feeling this supply shock. Yep. Now, again, I don't want to dig too much in the issue. I think people can go and, and look in it. I really want to focus on what does this mean for Australian business owners and, and when it comes to building wealth. So a few things. One is if you're a business that relies heavily on electricity to run your business, so whether it's manufacturing for an example – like you're going to be putting your prices up yep. because you're going to have to pass on the cost of this energy increase and it's massive. And I think where we're going to see this the most is like yeah, manufacturing, food will be another one because like a lot of food production is very energy intensive. I think a lot of building products are energy intensive. Like it's going to come through the board here. So I think this is going to spiral into this demand destruction we were talking about a little bit earlier. Yeah. One of the interesting things that I saw throughout this was, uh, and it's less about like how can business owners kind of play this situation. It was more of a reiteration of like, how do you jump at opportunities? And so I'm going to unpack this slightly because I just found this so fascinating, right? So Australia wants to be 100% renewables, renewables for electricity by 2030, right? Which is only what, eight years away. So currently renewables like wind and solar is actually more profitable for energy companies than coal and gas ever were based on maintenance, based on the capital they required to go and build these massive, huge places, the labor required to run them, et cetera. And so what I, what I find very interesting is that like Origin is closing the airing coal plant in the next 3.5 years, um, which is well before the 2030 plan. Uh, AGL is closing their Lydell's coal power, power plant five years earlier in 2025. And Energy Australia is actually closing your lawns, which is the one in Gippsland in 2028, which is four years earlier than they anticipated. And these are all the companies that are investing heavily in renewables and that we're relying for renewables. And so I look at this and I go, well, for every business owner out there, right, understand that revenue is for boasters, net profit is for coasters. These guys understand that there is more profit to be made in renewables. And so they will steam train 
through and actually get into renewables as quick as humanly possible because they know that's going to create the greatest return on investment for shareholders. And I just I saw that as the greatest lesson for business owners listening to this of just going, play the game the, game, the way the game is meant to be played, right? I'm, I'm not upset at these energy companies because if I was in their shoes, I'd do the exact same thing. But for people listening to this, just go, there's opportunities out there for you to take advantage of these things. And I just went, I have to say this, this is fantastic. Do you know what? I love the opportunities for where you get moral high ground and profit. So they yep. get to proceed to the world. We're going green. We're on this. <laughs> and just like they're also making absolute bank for their shareholders, which is just amazing. Yeah, we get to close it earlier because we would have had to spend all this money on maintenance and all this money on everything. You know what? Screw it. We'll go and get billions of dollars now to go build renewables. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I think I told you about this quite a while ago, but it's like I actually have solar panels on my house. Like I, I am uh, one of those people and I would love to say it was because I was like purely focused on the green aspect. I would. The, th- the thing that got me over the line was the commercial viability. Like I must say it was quite uh, – it was interesting when I sat down, I'm like, okay, uh, based on the current cost of power, and this is like a few years ago now, it's going to take uh, two years of having solar panels on my roof to pay off the cost of having them. Um, and that's if power stays at the same rate. If power goes up, it's going to be shorter than that. Now, I've had mine more than two years and the appeal of having free electricity was so appealing that I went for it. Now, being that power has also gone up significantly, like it's just back to this. So yep. these energy companies are just trying to do that at scale, right? It's they're, they're acting within their own self-interest. But I would say, like, I'm thrilled we got solar on our, our property and, like, maybe that's where the opportunity is for businesses. Maybe if you've been resisting this, one of the things you can do to uh, combat this massive rise in energy costs is you need to start looking at, well, where can we go green because potentially there's an economic benefit to that as well. Yep. And to that, to that point, another way to sort of look at it from an investment perspective is, and we've spoken about how much emphasis is being put on this whole renewable space, but also the technology space, right? So this whole green metal mining, which is like, we we call it the Australian mining boom 2.0, right? Where everyone's going and getting like the tungsten and the magnetite and all these kind of things out of Australia. Um, Like this is just going to push, like if we have to be 100% renewable in the next eight years, and we've only become 35% renewable over 10 years, which is the last 10 years since we announced it, uh, you reckon we're going to go very fast over the next eight years to try and get there? I 110% do. So if you're a business, like if you're some a business owner who's looking to invest, like that is just such a huge thing, right? Where you just go, great, like this space is going to go bigger because the entirety of Australia is going to be fueled by renewables. But just think about that technology. When you have the ability to infinitely scale electricity, think about the technology. You've got your Teslas coming in. You've got your solar panels on your own roof. You've got all of these things, which means that electricity is no longer a limiting thing, right? I've got, what, eight devices in front of me right now, right, (laughs) that all cost electricity. How many more devices will we have? How many more things will do stuff on autopilot when electricity now becomes like this renewable, good for the environment and infinite? And I just look at that as a business owner. I go, well, tech is always going to continue increasing this whole sort of VR and, and uh, sort of metaverses and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, potentially you got unlimited electricity and you've got great internet, which we spoke about NBN last week and the increase in speeds of internet. 
Well, as a business owner, if I'm doing anything that's in a lagging industry that is not pushing up against this, I might start second questioning and going, am I in the right space to actually utilize and maximize what's actually coming down the pipeline? I tell you what, as you've been uh, unpacking that, it's just made me think like, yes, like short term, let's just call a spade a spade. Power costs are going up, interest rates are going up. But long term, when you think about what's coming, this is why I'm so optimistic. Because if you think about this is like, Massive tailwinds for the Australian economy on Huge. this green front. Huge. And like that's going to be the backdrop of a lot of businesses and the businesses that support those businesses. And then on the other side of things, I look at like the population of Australia is going to increase. Yes. We're going to be bringing in more people. Like we're going to be growing as an economy. And again, that's going to feed into things. So I just like while we might go through some turbulence in the short term, I still think overall the long-term trend is fantastic for Australian businesses. And if anything, we should all be excited, just diligent in how we run our companies. Yeah. And the, the final point that I will say is situational awareness of your employees, especially if your employees are in Australia, right? Like employees aren't in the benefit beneficial position like we are as business owners, right? Like they can't push and pull the same levers that we are. But being aware that, as we just spoke about, interest rates are going up, but the cost of electricity is going to go up, but the cost of producing a lot of things that require a lot of electricity, um, right, which is even your agriculture, even your your meats, your food, your veg, like just everything you consume requires electricity. So just being aware of that with your employees, whether or not that means that you sort of downsize or whether or not you bring in some more automation or otherwise, that's completely up to you and your business. But I think just being aware of it, gets you to have better conversations with your employees, gets you to have better awareness around what is happening in your business as well, outside of just going, oh no, what does this mean for me? I think it's also, what does this mean for the greater business that you're operating as well? I wholeheartedly agree. And I would just throw in an additional point there. I think if you're a business owner right now, you have to be very focused on profitability. I think you have to be very, very focused on it because it will be easy to come undone if you're not diligent. And if you're looking at growth right now, you'd want to be seeing that that comes with margin expansion, not contraction, because yep. it just seems very dangerous in these times. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And it, these two topics really sort of resonate. This I don't want it to be this whole doom and gloom, if you will. Like It's like, cool, expenses are going through the roof. And to your point, I think you articulated it very well, which is, I, the way that I personally believe and the way I see it is it's going to be short-term. Is that short-term six months, 12 months, 24 months? I don't know. However, the long-term for this is it's going to be a better outcome across Australia globally, uh, across Australia and the, our economy for business owners as well as us trying to create wealth. Can I add some optimism to it? I, I feel like you're not the optimistic type of guy though, but I'll let you do it anyway. Just a little bit, a little sprinkle. If you're a business right now and what you do helps businesses save money, this is go time. This is, this is great. This is where they're feeling pain. Like, so if you, let's say you have a service or a product or a solution that brings down the cost of something 20%, this is your time to ha- hammer. Like, yep. you're never will businesses be more attuned to this because they're feeling the pressure of costs right now. Things to save money become really, really appealing. And then the, um, so that's like, Number one. So if you're in anything cost saving, like get after it. This is this isn't a, a recessionary time or a risk time for you. This is a go time for you. Yep. And then secondly, is like this is also a time where the world has never been so understanding or adaptable uh, of innovation, right? Like we've just gone through this time where it's like Zoom meetings are like now acceptable for everything, or that dentist that we keep bringing up, 
right? It's like this is your time where if you are to make a big change of it, like the likelihood of other businesses becoming accepting of it are huge. So I would be getting on board with like how can you innovate to uh, increase productivity or increase your effective use of the equity you're bringing into your company and like every business has those opportunities. So if you're a restaurant and you're uh, suddenly struggling with, you know, people aren't coming in, this is shadow kitchen time. Yep. Like in-home eating has gone through the roof. If you're in uh, tourism, like maybe this is the time you, ch- you change into being a YouTube channel, right? Those types of innovations have you been less provided. So like innovation and productivity increase is the game here. Yeah. It's the game. And um, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And then just go and create restaurants that have just, what is it, robots that go and make the food and deliver the food and do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> what, why not be that one? No, I'd go Someone's going to do it. I'd go there. I'm going to wrap this one up, Charlie. For anyone listening to this, um, be sure that you're all ready for the episode that's coming out next. I'm actually super excited for it. And if you're not already, make sure that you're on the newsletter. This newsletter is designed to enhance your full stack of skills to build wealth inside and outside of your business. So head over to fullstackbusinessowner.com forward slash newsletter, put in your details and subscribe to make sure you get notified every single time that we come out with these. And if you did enjoy the show, make sure that you go and share it with somebody else. Anyone who you think in your network that might get some kind of value from this information, just say, hey, have you listened to Full Stack Business Owner? And I just want to say thank you again for joining us and we look forward to having you on the next episode of Full Stack Business Owner.